0: Hi there! Welcome to the Oklahoma Drill. We're going to move fast today because there's a lot to do and there's a lot of us. I'm Ryan. I'm joined by Alex. Hey. I'm joined by Sam. Hello. And I'm joined by Nathan. Hey. All right. We're all here and we're ready to go because OU football plays this Saturday, and we're all very excited about it. Um, so, where are we starting this week?
1: So, uh, as we, as most of us probably know um, there was football this past weekend, guys. There was. Yeah. It happened. I wouldn't call it high quality football because the little that I watched was, um, not great, but I think Ryan got to see the most entertaining game. I didn't have the channel Mm -hmm. of the Colorado state Hawaii game. Uh, but I hear there was some interesting things that happened in that game.
0: Oh yeah. Um, the first thing to understand is that I was just really excited that football was back, um, and I wasn't too terribly concerned about the quality of the football, so I enjoyed everything I watched because I you know, there's also joy to be had in bad football. Um,
1: oh, 100 percent. 100 percent.
0: So in that vein, let me tell you the, first, the very first thing that happened on the very first play of the FBS season which was Hawaii got a delay of game penalty because they forgot about the rule change on the clock.
2: Awesome. Perfect. Just perfect.
0: So the 40-second play clock starts um, after a kick is downed and not when the whistle is blown. And Hawaii totally forgot. And so they took a delay of game penalty to start the game. Um, But uh, Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald is like... A legitimate September Heisman guy now.
3: Yeah, he actually surprisingly looked pretty good, I thought. Yeah,
0: he uh, he threw for three touchdowns and ran for two more. Probably like f- more than 500 combined yards. Um, Hawaii jumps out to a 37-7 to lead. And then Colorado State comes back. <laughs> Makes it 37-30, ends up losing. Um, but uh, they gave it a good shot. Um, and then... Colorado State quarterback DJ Carta Samuels ends up throwing for like 571 yards or something like that. Um, wasn't,
1: okay, real quick, wasn't Carta Samuels at Washington? Didn't he transfer there from Washington? Am I, let's find Correct. out. He did. Is that he Nathan? Did. Yeah. He was About
3: Jake it. Locker's backup the last several years. Yep. And his brother Jake,
1: was Jake Austin
3: Carta Samuels. Yeah. He played Jake at Browning. Vanderbilt.
1: Jake Browning. But,
3: yes. Yeah, sorry. Jake Browning.
1: Jake Lock. Also, they're both overrated
3: Washington quarterbacks. (laughs) Yeah, uh, fair
1: enough. Fair enough.
3: Uh, Anyway, his brother played at Vanderbilt, and I don't remember the other one. uh, But of Samuels. Okay, um, gotcha.
1: Now, is it – I believe Colorado State um, is going through a bit of adversity at the moment because their coach is having some health concerns – yeah. Um, Did anyone hear about this?
0: Yeah, Mike Bobo was in the uh, in the booth, or not in the booth, but you know what I mean. He was not on the field for this game.
1: Right. Because he he's got Having like numbness foot? in feet, something like yeah, that. Yeah, foot numbness. Oh. Yeah. So that's not great. No. That doesn't yeah. seem like? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no,
0: which um, you know, it, it 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 is kind of an interesting question because there were some questionable. Decisions made late by Colorado State. They called a timeout when they probably shouldn't have, um, and then they um, their play calling on their last drive. They they were down nine, um, and they had like forty seconds and no timeout, and they just kept throwing it to the middle of the field. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So they ended up losing. But <laughs>
1: highly entertaining game. Um, do we want to move on from week zero? Because. I spent the majority of it watching Jacksonville State versus North Carolina A and T and I saw some pretty spectacularly bad quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um like a relatively exciting ending, like Jacksonville State almost drove down and scored, but then they got like strip sacked on the last possession. So that Did was one of those games. Yeah, Jacksonville State's that? quarterback. Yeah, and like he was like he was not very good. But North Carolina A&T's quarterback was, like, 12 of 35. Like, he was easily the better of the two. The Jacksonville State guy was easily the better of the two quarterbacks. But, um, yeah, neither of them were good. It was really bad quarterback play. So
0: yeah. I have a few more notes for Week Zero. Um, okay. Jacksonville State has a thick kicker. Uh, Hawaii. Has yes. a, Hawaii has a thick running back. Um, and loves throwing shuffle passes to him, which is like the best thing. Um, I was going to ask,
1: we,
3: we, have, we have to talk about the shovel pass, at least acknowledge yeah. the repeated use of shovel pass they to a 250-pound running back. They kept
0: doing it. They just kept it doing beautiful. it. It was amazing. Um, Jacksonville State had a play where the, where the center got delay of game called him, or not delay of game, um, false start. Yes. So the center committed a false start. Then in the Hawaii CSU game, we had an everybody but the center false start call. So there's a really beautiful <laughs> symmetry to that. Also, yes. um, when the center false started, um, which is like a hilarious thing, because it's just like he realized... Some middle
2: school football business.
0: Like, he realized that, like, oh, the the mean man across there wants to hurt me, and like was startled by this fact. Yeah. Um, but the um, the commentary suggested that, you know, if that had happened, you know, why doesn't he just snap the ball? Which feels like the worst thing he could do in that situation.
1: Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah that's definitely the last thing you would want.
0: Yeah. No, the center snapping the ball when nobody else knows he's going to is a one-way ticket to Fumble Town. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And so that was, that was another great college football thing that I forgot I missed was just, you know, TV commentary being wrong. Um. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I watched I watched uh, an inordinate amount of high school football Mm -hmm. this weekend because there was a lot of good matchups, and talk about horrible announcing. Like I put all of their worst announcers on those games. It was it was horrendous, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's sometimes high school football can be more entertaining just because there's. Weird things that can happen. Like one of the games I watched, the center snapped it and no one else knew. Like what you were just talking about, yeah. and it just resulted in a five-yard loss. <laughs> the quarterback the- even caught the snap. So yeah, um, yeah. So okay. I feel like they should. Right, I think
2: Booker McFarland like auditioned doing high school football before they sent him straight to Monday Night Football. But right, I still <laughs> I still uh, can't believe he got that,
3: that job. How did he get that job? <laughs> I have no idea.
2: It, I, I do think I enjoy it though because I don't have to hear and talk about college football as much. So very true. This is true. No, I'm here for it. We'll I will give a we'll little take.
1: I watch minimal Monday night football, so it's fine by me. Yeah. All right, so we need to move on. Yeah. Because this is going to be a two and a half hour podcast. Yeah, I would, I would
2: recommend listening to this one at at least one and a half times
1: speed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, so all what's right. next? So, what we're going to go into, we're going to talk a little bit of recruiting, but not on the OU side. Okay? We are going to talk about Oklahoma State Here it is. recruiting. Because some people might look at Oklahoma State's recruiting ranking and think, oh, no, what are they doing? You know, things are not going well. Mike Holder was right. They need to step it up. But let me tell you something, guys. Mike Gundy gets the players he needs. All right? Mike Gundy knows better than anybody the players he needs to win at a high level. And that's all he's doing. Okay? I don't care if they're two stars, three stars, four stars, five stars. I don't care. Just get Mike Gundy the players he wants. Okay? All right? I'm talking cole birmingham from Katy, texas that guy's gonna he's only a three star right now i mean he's gonna at least bump up to a four star they're gonna be thinking what were they what were we thinking with cole birmingham all right (laughs) um and what i want to point out one player i'm gonna suspend everything i talked about with the stars daxton hill Daxon Hill needs to come to Oklahoma State University,
3: okay?
1: Let me tell you why Dax Hill needs to come to Oklahoma State. Obviously, his brother's here. You know, who doesn't want to play with their brother? He's the best running back in the country, okay? And, Dax, I speak to you directly now. Oh, don't do that. Be a part of something special at Oklahoma State. Be Be a part of something special at Oklahoma State. You can go. You can go to Alabama, you can go to Michigan, and just you're, you're bandwagoning it over, over, over at those schools, okay? Come to Oklahoma State, you're what we need, all right? All we lack before we're a national title contender is a five-star safety like you, all right? Now, and I will say, if Daxon Hill doesn't come to Oklahoma State, he just wasn't ready for the big moment, all right? he did, He didn't want to be the program changer, okay? And so... I don't know. You know, so, he's.
0: Hang on, I got a question. Okay. Why? Why does Oklahoma State need a five-star safety if stars don't matter? Because Mike just gets the players he needs.
1: Well, this there's one just one exception to this rule, and it's Dax Hill because he's got a brother on the team, and he's an in-state Oklahoma kid. Okay, you know we need a little bit of in-state in-state. Spirit, you know, Oklahoma football players, they produce. They produce at the college football level, okay? And, you know, a kid like Daxon Hill, if he were to come to Oklahoma State, you just know that he would bleed orange, okay? That's medical condition. Um, <laughs> no, 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 He would bleed orange. Him and Grayson Boomer bleed orange, okay? And that's what we need. That's all we need, all right? Um. So... All I'm saying is, look at all the at the recruiting rankings all you want, but they don't mean anything when you've got a great developer like Mike Gundy. Okay, did you see him at the press conference with his dog? You're not getting that anywhere else in the country. Okay, the man I has a mullet. That, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> appreciate it. Best best coach in the nation, right there. Okay, except for when he's flirting with other schools, but that's fine. All um, right.
0: So, I'm glad that you gave us permission to talk about Oklahoma State's recruiting ranking all we want, because uh, we're we've made a game out of it. Um, so we have made a game. Yeah, Sam and Nathan, we're gonna tell you the name of a school, and you're gonna guess if they are ranked above or below Oklahoma State in terms of recruiting on Rivals.com. So yes. All right. All right. Nathan oh follows
2: recruiting much more than me, but we'll see how this one ends up. Alright.
3: I don't I don't follow bad recruiting teams. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. Um Kentucky.
2: Oh, I feel like Oklahoma State has to be higher than Kentucky, right? right. I'll
0: Sam's...
3: give it to Kentucky.
0: Sam says Oklahoma State's higher than yeah. Kentucky. Nathan says that Kentucky is higher than Oklahoma State. Nathan is right.
2: That's one point A for C-C. Nathan. I, I should have known you'd lead with one that was feels like it's too obvious, but All right. here we we're are down play, the hole already.
1: We're going to play first to five here, okay? Yeah. So I got yeah. the next one here. Okay? We're going to go with Wake Forest.
2: Nathan, you can take this one first. We'll go back and forth.
3: Um. Just because it amuses me, I'll go Wake Forest. Okay. okay. Sam?
2: I think I'm gonna believe in Mike a little bit again. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State.
1: Oh. That's rough. You messed up again. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Wake, Wake, For- Forest. Wake Forest. Man,
2: I'm putting I'm putting I am firmly on Mike Holder's side now. <laughs> yep. If you can't out recruit Wake Forest, come on, Mike.
0: Okay. Army.
2: I'll I'll stick with it. Oklahoma State.
1: Yago, Oklahoma State on that one.
3: Good job. Okay, they are
1: above Army. (laughs) So Nathan is three. Sam is now at one. All right. Okay. I've got one. How about Louisville?
2: Ooh. I guess Nathan goes first. I have a little time to think on this one.
3: Did we lose Nathan again? Hey, I can hear now. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Nathan. Cut out on me a little bit.
1: Louisville. What's the, who, am I, who am I guessing? Louisville. Louisville.
3: Louisville. Louisville. Um, I'm going with Bobby Petrino. All
2: right, you
0: okay. say Louisville's above. All right,
2: Sam? I'm, I'm going to take the pokes. I feel like Louisville's one that you would think they might have a higher ranking, but I'm going with the pokes. Right. You got it.
1: Well spotted. So it's 3-2. Three, 3-2, two. Three, two, Sam versus okay. Nathan.
2: All right. East Carolina Oh god. I feel like this is some bullshit like Wake Forest again <laughs> where it should be obvious. So, I think I've gone Oklahoma State all four times. I'm going to switch it up and go East Carolina this time. All right. And
3: Nathan? Uh, well, East Carolina's very possibly could lose their coach this year. Um, I'm going with Oklahoma State as well.
1: Oh, we got a tie ball game, boys. All it right. Is, it, was yeah, it was East Carolina. It was East Carolina. East Carolina. Whenever okay. this is all said and done, Hello, you Mike. guys have to tell right. me
2: where Oklahoma State is at because oh, I right. feel like East Carolina yeah, still absolutely. can't be high up there.
1: Right. All no, right. we're we're staying pretty close. I got uh, Illinois.
3: Ooh. Oh, it's Nathan this time again. I He's once again did not hear. Illinois. The audio is playing games with me. So. Which is the team? Illinois. Illinois. I'm going with Levy. I feel actually kind of confident in this. I'm going with Levy.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Illinois also. Oh, you're both wrong. I knew I was going to trick Nathan with that one. right. All okay. 100% you're knew not. I was going to trick Nathan.
0: All right, here we go. You know, these, are, these, are the, these are the elimination games. Here's a, here's a tough one, and I'll give you a little bit of a hint. This team is one spot of difference. From Oklahoma State. Um, so tell me, is Oklahoma State above or below Cincinnati?
3: Um, I feel like God's conspiring say... against me because I did not get <laughs> the hint. So uh,
0: the hint is that they are separated by one spot.
3: Oh, okay. And what was the team?
2: Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I feel like Cincinnati doesn't get too many in-state recruits, and that hampers them. So I'm going to go Oklahoma State.
3: Okay. Just so we have a an obvious way, like just so it's an obvious decision one way or the other, I'm going with Luke Bickle. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> Sam Oklahoma takes State. It. Sam yep. takes it.
2: Really? <laughs> Wait, is that, does
0: that put me at five or four? That puts have, me at four. four. Oh, wait, four? Oh,
2: they,
0: they were tied three. Three. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
2: oh, I'm a disaster. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. All
3: that dra- need... drama, all that, all <laughs> that build-up <laughs> for nothing. Okay. You really
2: Steve harvey it up there, Ryan. I did. I did. Uh,
3: <laughs> okay. Are we both at four now? Who's? It? What am I at? I don't even know.
1: You're I think Nathan's at three. Yeah, yeah oh, Sam's more. at uh, three. Four I to three. I have a chance to close it out. Okay. North Texas. I'm going Oklahoma
2: State. They have to be above North Texas.
3: Yep. I can't hear anything, so <laughs> I think it's a great thing that we're playing games whenever I can't even hear the audio. So this is real fun. Um, sure. You're going to have to give me the team again. Maybe put it in the chat box. That North, be Texas.
1: The best North can Texas. Can you hear me now?
3: Yes. yes, I can. I can hear it after I ask the question. It seems to be the uh, – the secret key to allow me to actually hear things. So yeah. I had to ask it out loud verbally. And um, I, I've
2: already chosen Oklahoma State in case you didn't hear that one.
3: Oh gosh. Okay. So, I mean, I kind of want to go North Texas,
1: but I'm going to go be Oklahoma. Hilarious. State. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is Oklahoma State. Sam has won the game. I now, feel like I, I will should note- have to. I feel like I. Should- you should have to
2: qualify it by guessing how many spots ahead of North Texas. But yeah, would
1: you like would you like to guess? Is it more or less than five?
2: Oh man. I'm I'm gonna say more.
1: They are two spots ahead of North Goodness. Texas. Goodness. Man, okay, I am I am in
2: my colder's camp after this little <laughs> exercise here.
1: Yeah.
3: So what That's, are they actually ranked?
1: What's, what's they the are total fifty? 50- Oklahoma State is at fifty two. Fifty two? Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Here are some other team uh, yeah. I thought worst yeah,
2: case scenario like low thirties is what they were gonna be. But once you told me East Carolina was ahead of them, I knew they weren't in the thirties, so
3: Here Yeah, that one got me.
0: Ranked above them. Pitt, Boston College, Virginia, Iowa, Duke, Northwestern, Temple.
1: Uh, temple Indiana, would have been a good one.
0: Indiana is one spot ahead of them as
1: well. Iowa State is also 22 spots ahead of them, which I, yeah, I think is notable. pretty <laughs> hilarious. So, yeah. I'm... Things are not going great from a ranking standpoint, but as okay. I said earlier, none of it matters because only one team in the country has Mike Gundy. But, <laughs> um, you know... That's true. A... <laughs> A less um, Homer fan might be concerned about it, you know. But I'm not worried about a team that's led by Taylor Cornelius. This is this you is know?
2: definitely the lowest they've been in the past five years, though, right?
1: Yeah, this is one of their – they're not doing well in this class. Just on a, on a serious note, they are not doing well. Their average star rating is less than three. They, um, they have zero four-stars. I know this. We've talked a lot about the um, the blue chip ratio. Um, OSU currently not doing well in that regard. Sounds like it. To, it's um, really yeah. kind of amazing because you know,
3: outside of maybe TCU, they've been the most consistent program in the conference. Yeah. The last, you know, this decade, it's just kind of hard to believe how bad they are. Um, and I know Gundy likes to go for his certain kind of guys or whatever their the typical uh, excuses, but there shouldn't be there shouldn't be that excuse. You know, they're a top twenty-five yeah. team, but they don't certainly don't recruit like it. Yeah.
0: So well, to put this into perspective, um, they are ranked below every school in the Big Twelve that's not in Kansas right now
2: in terms of recruiting.
1: Jeez, that's an, that's incredible. It's absolutely um, incredible.
2: Did Grayson Boomer not used to be a four star?
1: No, he hasn't been a four star a on star? rivals. Oh, okay. Yeah, he might. He might. He's the one guy in their class that I feel like might actually get the bump at some point. He's a four,
3: He's pretty highly ranked on two four seven. If we yeah. start switching yeah. services here, yeah. So, so he's yeah. not a consensus uh, three star. No,
1: no. He, and he's. A, I mean, he's a guy that I wanted OU to take, but. We just didn't have room for He got for scared off by Austin Stogner. <laughs> yeah, he did. Who wouldn't? Stogner is wouldn't? pretty scary. I don't know if you've seen him. Yeah. <laughs> I would – I mean, I see a 6'7", 245-pound <laughs> guy. I'm going to be scared. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. So, that's our Oklahoma State segment because that's going to be a new thing because, you know, obviously I am now. He's a poke. Okay. I'm a poke. I'm a cowboy. Yeah. I also uh, really like you
0: took pistol firing advice there and did like an audio tweet at a recruit. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah the OSU fan version of me is just the worst. Okay, yeah. that's that's gonna be the case here.
2: All right, it's very on brand.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, um. All right. So let's move on to our our next segment. We have betting consultant slash expert on the podcast amateur sam davis um if you guys now i feel like what we should do here have any of you guys ever listened to the radio and heard like the betting services advertise
2: no i have not i don't listen no? to
1: the radio okay well like radio. what is this 2004 <laughs> <2004? laughs> yeah yeah, like the Fat Jack, as Nathan said, because I guess me and Nathan are the only two that listen to the radio at yeah, all. It's, yeah, it's you, Nathan, I, I've, and Al I've ridden in a car with
3: my dad. Yes, I have. Yeah, and so <laughs>
1: um, they always talk about um, turning a profit. You know, if you subscribe to our service, you will turn a profit. I can guarantee you that if you listen no, to the can't. advice of Sam, David, oh, No we cannot. He legally <laughs> cannot. Not, let, um, Sam, let the disclaimer Sam, show that dude. Alex
2: Purdy is taking the heat for this. Um, I hold no just,
3: liability for. Like, uh, this like, like Clay Travis every week trying. This like clay Travis every week trying to give gambling <laughs> advice, and then did you all read about that? The Ohio State Big t- uh, Blog that basically that just did the exact opposite of his gambling advice and made money on the season.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I have, I have a I have a friend that guess. he. He doesn't trust the betting websites that I use to, for, like, his bank account, I guess. So he has me place bets for him, and he always loses. So I do the – I guess I take the Clay Travis treatment, and I bet against him and usually turn a profit.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I can guarantee you that if you – either if you do what Sam tells you to do or do the opposite, you might turn a profit. That's what I can guarantee. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that fair? Yeah. Is that fair? If you do
0: nothing, nothing will happen.
1: You That's will true. not either you will not lose or make money. So, um so what we're going to do is Sam has taken the time to pick out five games including the OU and OSU games in which he is going to tell us what he would bet if he were to place a bet on these games.
2: All right. Um I will Couch all of this that you're about to hear was saying that I was a big fan of New Mexico State plus four uh, during week zero. Oh God! So if you watched that game, that was just a <laughs> dookie of a bet. Um, I have no idea why New Mexico State was so bad at home, and why all all the signs pointed to an overrated Wyoming who was not good last year with a top ten quarterback, now starting a Redshirt freshman going on the road to a team that was sneaky good last year, um, but they really they really gave it to him in in New Mexico State. So here we go with this stuff, huh? <laughs> uh, my my first bet that I really like um, in Jerry World. I like Miami minus three and a half versus LSU. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this one. I do not like Miami. As a whole, I think they're overrated. I think there's a lot of regression coming with the turnover chain. Um, Malik Rozier is inconsistent at best. Yeah. Um, but can anyone – I mean, you guys probably can. But I can't name a single person on offense for LSU. No, I can't. Yeah, I also well, don't think LSU still have
3: I can. Good. But-
2: yeah, I same. figured I figured Ryan and Nathan, or not Alex and Nathan. Sorry, Ryan. I thought you might be in the same camp as me.
0: <laughs> I totally am. My assumption is that after Darius Geis left, they would just sort of close up shop. Um,
2: <laughs> that, that's fair. Well,
3: they did they name did a did quarterback their back today. starter today, yeah.
0: Joe Burrow.
3: Oh yeah,
0: they do State. have. Yeah. Okay,
2: well,
0: that's not bad. Um, I was So thinking-
2: yeah, that. Oh, what were you going to say, Right, I was
0: going to say, like, mentally, when I think LSU quarterback,
2: I'm like, uh, Zach Mettenberger's gone, right? That was, have, you you <laughs> stole the words out
3: of my mouth. They have some talent. You know, they they have Jonathan Giles, who was transferred in from Texas Tech, who is was a good receiver there. They He's have
1: really good. They have several,
3: yeah. you know, they have Terrace Marshall and a couple five-star guys. They have a running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They have some good offensive linemen. Though one of them, Eddie Ingram, just got suspended. I mean, they have some guys, but... Until they get a quarterback, it's just one of those things, you know, it's like they just live and die by if their defense is good or not. And they should have a good defense. I mean, Dave Aranda is one of the best in the country. He's the highest paid in the country. But I don't think they'll be, at best, any better than 8-4. And I would probably pick them lower than that, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I don't don't understand how such a good school can never have a quarterback. And that's why, even though I'm not a big fan uh, of Miami as a whole for the season, I really like them against LSU since they're, they are also coming in with a lot of hype. Over-under for this one set at 48 points, and under. 90% of the money is being bet on the under. So a lot of people really like the under on that one. It's probably shaping up to be just a really ugly game with a lot of bad offense. Um, as far as the the spread goes on Miami, minus minus three and a half fifty five 55% of the bets are going for Miami right now but 79% of the money is going for Miami which would indicate that a lot of big professional bettors are taking Miami on the spread and putting a lot of money down whereas casual bettors they're putting down you know 5 or 10 bucks or taking LSU. Um, so that's typically a good sign when you're betting on somebody and that's uh what I'm going to use to reaffirm myself that Miami's a good bet.
1: All right, there you heard it. You if you bet for Miami, you might win.
2: You might. And if you bet for Miami,
1: you might not.
2: <laughs> yeah, take the under, though, for sure. Take yeah, the under, I think, the under is probably my favorite bet out of that game, probably out of all the games I'm going to talk about. Right now, I'm just talking about spreads. Um, I have the over-unders on some of these, but the bets that I'm placing this weekend, other than that one, are going to be the spreads. Uh, so the next one I am going to is Arizona, minus 11.5, versus BYU, Um, Again, I don't know anything about BYU other than they were bad last year. Um, Uh, They were terrible. Yeah, this game is in Arizona. Khalil Tate is ready to shock the world. Not that he hasn't already, but he is ready to take another step, I think a Lamar Jackson-esque sophomore year step. Um, So I think they could really come out and just have a lot of offense in this one, and BYU just can't keep up.
1: Okay, uh, I, 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 think Kalani, I think Kalani, I think Kalani Sataki is a horrible football coach. Um, <laughs> I s- saw some of the dumbest coaching decisions I've ever seen were made by him last year. He like did hire Hi so that's a pretty. He bad. did. <laughs> he did, and he, what he would just call random fake punts in situations that were just ridiculous, like from their own end zone, he would call fake punts, and it just
0: well, yeah, did not work out for
1: him. It, huh? Yeah, well, you, you also wouldn't expect it to work. but um, So, yeah, I I agree. I don't think BYU is worth anything, and yeah. I, I love that bet. I love that Spe- bet for Eric. Speaking of
3: BYU, how is Tanner Mangum still at BYU? No way. Doesn't that guy, ah, it's no just like way. his like ninth year. How know. many
2: legs? How I many... feel like this is just what BYU does at quarterback, right? Like, they've had – yes three quarterbacks in the past 14 seasons
0: like, and then you combine it with the traditional byu thing how old is tanner mangum is he like entering it's, into his athletic prime like
1: it's yeah it's
2: tanner possible I remember... only he turns 25 years old very soon but he has the face of a 36 year old he does tanner that Mangum's for like sure. my age. yeah
3: anyway. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, You still have Squally Canada, which is one of my favorite running oh, I love Squally
1: Canada. <laughs> yeah. Not for sure. Um, all right, next game, Sam.
2: Next game. This one might be a little hot takey. Um, if you listen to the their big – Ryan and Alex do their big 12 power rankings, Alex is not a big fan of West Virginia, and nor am I. And so I'm taking Tennessee plus 10 uh, versus West Virginia in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ooh. Um, part of this is, um, I want it to happen. I'm biased. I want West Virginia to have a bad season to confirm my belief in them this year. And not, I do not like Tennessee necessarily. I just think that West Virginia is getting a lot of hype from the media that is not warranted outside of Will Greer and David Sills. And I think they might come out and I I think they still probably win this game, but I think it might be, you know, field goal, keep it close.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Sam. Didn't you have? You sent me your Big Twelve picks. <laughs> I did. Weren't they like eighth or something? I had West
2: Virginia eight because yeah. I have no reason to believe this will happen, but I just feel like something catastrophic will happen. Maybe another Will Greer injury. I don't know. It's just it seems like had this high. Sam has a definition. I <laughs> may. I had a dream, and I woke up. I was like. West Virginia is going six and six.
1: <laughs> I think also I've made such a good case for them to not have a great season in our last podcast that Sam just kind of. That's true. I, I had them at seven and, and five.
2: I had them at seven and five, and then Alex sold me on five and seven. I like it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, try to go a little contrarian there with the Tennessee, West Virginia one. I'll pull up the how the how how the money is going on that one if I can.
1: That that game I that scares me because I just yeah. have no idea what Tennessee is going to be. Yeah. Um, exactly. It can't be much um, worse And right office. now it was
2: it no. would seem as though the professional bettors are disagreeing with me because only 43% of the bets are on West Virginia on the spread, but 66% of the money is going towards them minus 10. So. Um, But, like I said, I went with New Mexico State, who they had a large percentage of the money, and a lot of bettors got bit in the ass on that stinkeroo. Um, So next, my last one, I have Alabama minus 24.5 against Louisville because they're Alabama and they're at home, and I don't really care who they play. They're probably not going
1: to keep it close.
2: Isn't oh no! They're in Orlando? Orlando. They're not at home. That's, they're in or- okay. Orlando.
1: Yeah, I mean, not that it at matters. The they would be. State. They'll be at Louisville, right. wherever they play. So. Exactly. Yeah. The only I thing that worries like, me
0: there is the margin. Um.
2: Right. Yeah, they could. Alabama. I, it could be a situation where they're up thirty in the third quarter, and then I mean, they still have. Once they put in their third string, it's still all four stars. But yeah. I think they could let him back in it at the yeah. end when they got the scrubs going. It's just the thing
0: about Alabama to me is that they could beat a team 40 to nothing or they could beat a team 28 to 7 and it will be the same degree of like totally crushing. Yeah. Right.
1: Agreed.
0: Yeah, so, I I,
1: okay, I like that number though. I think I would take Alabama anyway. I just don't know how Louisville's going to score on them like Yeah. They were so dependent on Lamar Jackson last year. Louisville
3: has been just awful on the offensive line for years yeah, now. And yeah.
1: Gonna
3: Lamar Jackson got them out of so many situations that yeah. now that they have Jawan Pass, who's not nearly the mobile guy as, uh, as Lamar I was, Jackson, it, I just uh, I can't see them with st- holding up that Alabama front for, you know, four quarters.
0: I can't his, even name really see two quarters. his name That's is Jawan Pass. His name is Jawan Pass, though.
3: You know, that is so. a good Which name. I I I I do. Du- we have to be Jawan runs for his ass this game. Though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a
0: good I really like it because it sounds like um, it really answers Bobby. It sounds to me like Bobby Petrino calling a play. You want pass?
1: <laughs> yeah, Jawan pass. You
0: want pass? All right. <laughs>
2: all, right so. all right. So those those are all the games I had. Alex, you want to? I guess I, I will introduce it for you. Alex wanted me to handicap the Oklahoma State game. For him <laughs> uh bovada that I use for my sports betting. It does not currently have a spread on this game, which means it's obviously gonna be a blowout. If it's not, Mike Gundy has some big problems on his hands. Um but for this game I have decided to give Missouri State thirty seven and a half points to try and stay within Oklahoma State. So what say you about that one right there?
1: Uh, I think Oklahoma State's gonna double it. I think they're on seventy-five,
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah. it'll be like the uh, Savannah State game in twenty twelve.
1: Yep.
2: And yeah. when, when I thought of when I thought of this number, um, I just thought like this seems like a common number for blowouts, and I was going with that. And I looked up Oklahoma State's schedule last year, and they beat South Alabama by thirty-seven points. Um, so you would think this is a similar similar game to that. So it kind of, I don't know, made me feel good about myself that. I seemed in the realm of possibility with this random number I came up with,
1: yeah, no I, Missouri State has no shot, um, oh, for sure, you know Taylor There's Cornelius is gonna shot. Taylor Cornelius is gonna make the first statement of his Heisman season on Thursday, so looking forward to that. Um, now let's go to the game that everybody cares about o u versus Ford Atlantic. what's our spread? And what's your pick for that one? Our spread for
2: OU versus Florida Atlantic is minus 21 for our Sooners. This game, it scares me a little bit. I'm not scared that we'll lose necessarily to Florida Atlantic. But as we've talked about Lane Kiffin before, he's got nothing to lose. I mean, he he coached a good season last year. Um, He's going to have a high-powered offense again. I think – and we'll talk about this more when we discuss the game as a whole, I'm more confident in OU if Chris Robinson is named the starter. Because <laughs> I think we just if, if that guy is the opposing starting quarterback, I think there will be 12 guys on the defensive side of the ball ready to take his head off at all times. <laughs> Love yeah, it. it. It'll just be an um, entire so game like
0: she... the, uh, the second half of the Texas game last year. <laughs>
2: Um, if Chris Robeson is named starter, I'm definitely taking OU minus 21. If he isn't, I'm less confident, and I think I would take Florida Atlantic plus 21, but I probably would not bet on the game if Chris Robeson's not named a starter. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so do we, I think we can skip. Let's just go into the preview for this game because that's yeah. kind of what we're set up to do. Absolutely. Um. Ryan, what are we looking at here from just a statistical breakdown? What is what is Florida Atlantic going to offer us that, you know, will be some questions that we have to answer?
0: All right. So here's the thing about Florida Atlantic. Um, this game wasn't supposed to be a big deal. Right? <laughs> right. We scheduled a cupcake game and then that cupcake team hired Lane Kiffin. And in his first year, they go 11, or in his second year, they go 11 and three. Um, so this is their this is their second year sorry I'm I, yeah. I was looking at We have a tendency
3: second. to do that. It seems like every time we schedule someone at a conference they get good right around the time we play them.
0: Yeah mm-hmm. well just wait until like week four um, or next week, I guess. I forget which order these games fall. Uh, just wait till next week. Um, so FAU um, last year for their last 10 games were impossibly good like astonishingly good um so Florida Atlantic rose um something like uh no they rose 104 spots in uh S&P Plus last year um which is the equivalent of going from the top uh, the bottom 25 to like the top 20 um Which is nuts. Um, It's probably not sustainable, but uh, Lane Kiffin knows what he's doing, and he's got a surprising amount of talent. Um, He uh, yeah yeah. So that's that's FAU at first
1: glance. I think one of the things that is important to kind of note is like obviously he turned their program around really quickly. You know, in really just one year. And he kind of took some shortcuts when he got there. You know, he decided that he was just going to take every transfer that he could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there was a player transferring from a big school, we talked about Chris Robinson. Like, if there was a player transferring from a big-time school that was a big-time recruit, he wanted him. And he mm-hmm. was going to offer them a position. Another guy, um, DeAndre Johnson from Florida State, who was on Season 2 of Last Chance U, yeah. Um, no one else in the country wanted him because of his off the field issues, but Lane Kiffin was like, nah, screw it. He's a good football player, you know? So,
0: yeah. well, um, he's
1: definitely not afraid to take chances on that kind of thing.
0: No. Um, case in point, he hired, um, Kendall Bryles and, um, his younger brother. Um, yeah. Uh, Kendall Bryles obviously was fired in disgrace at Baylor after his, uh, dad just you know, we know what happened at Baylor, um, and yep. Chris Kiffin was had a uh, show cause penalty um, from Ole Miss as a result of those wonderful NCAA violations they accrued. Um, so both of those guys are actually not there anymore. Um, uh, Chris Kiffin is now with the 49ers, and our, uh, Kendall Bryles is at Houston. Right. Um,
1: so, Do you know who he replaced Kendall Bryles with?
0: I do know who he replaced Kendall Bryles with. Do you?
1: I do. Um, Charlie Weiss Jr. Charlie who, Weiss Jr. Who is younger than me.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Craziest. He he's like Lincoln Riley age. Like whenever Lincoln Riley got his job. Yeah, he's um, 24. Nepotism
2: in college football must be so nice. The what? I said nepotism in college football must be so nice.
0: Oh, just, yeah. Just ask the – um. oh, what's his face? I was going to make a joke and then I completely forgot. The Florida State family.
1: Oh, the Bowden's. Just ask the Bowden's about that. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah. No, that's kind of a crazy thing. Like, I, he's now 25 years old, Charlie Weiss Jr., um, which it's just wild to think that someone – my age is coaching in Division One football yep. as an offensive coordinator. It's not like he's a receivers coach or anything. Like, he's a full-blown play caller. So, that's, that's pretty interesting. Or, I, I mean, Kiffin probably calls plays. Well, right? Yeah. You have to right. assume. But, yeah. He's an offensive coordinator.
0: Weiss Jr. was an analyst at Alabama under Kiffin when he was there. Right. Um, so, those guys are at least, like... He doesn't have, like, an outsized, um, better-than-it-should-be Conference USA staff. Now, it's right. his, like, these are the sort of people who, like... I mean, Charlie West Jr. is still way crazy young. Um, but, you know, this is the caliber of staff you sort of would expect. Um, right. For schools like this. Um, he, uh, they lost their starting quarterback, Jason Driscoll, uh, from last year. Um, they lost two of their top three receivers... Now I'm
1: just reading. Uh (laughs) I think they lost three offensive linemen too. Like they sustained some pretty big losses on offense. Mm -hmm. Um, One guy they are returning though. I mean that's the kind of the guy that you know Lincoln Riley couldn't stop talking about today in his press conference, and that's Devin Singletary. Yeah. Um, He ran for like 1,900 yards last season. You know, and that's I don't care where you're doing it. Like if you're doing that at the Conference USA, I don't care. Like that's impressive. You know, like that's pretty big time. And um, he's back. So, OU's going to get a test from game one. Can they stop a big time running back? Yeah. Okay. Like last year, there were times where us stopping the run was just not something that happened. And yeah. um, we're kind of going to see from game one this year whether or not it's not going to be a UTEP situation where it's like, we look good, but I don't know what it means. Like if we stop the run this weekend. That's pretty big time. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be one of the better offenses that we face. Probably the best offense that we face in the non-conference.
0: Yeah. So, do we want to talk about the quarterback situation at Florida Atlantic?
1: Let's do it. So, we-
0: Jason Driscoll, the starter last year for their big, massive turnaround season, is gone. So in twenty seventeen deandre johnson the f s u and last chance u guy um had a blood clot issue so he missed um but he should be but he's playing again now and then the other guy is chris Robison, as we've talked about um former four star o u commit slash early enrollee
3: yeah real real
2: quick in addition to being the amateur betting correspondent. I would also like to be the personal anecdote guy where I talk okay. about my experiences with people, athletes on campus. And I just <laughs> wanted to give a shout out to our friend Chase Brooks, who is an OU police officer that had the privilege of arresting Chris Robinson. That's awesome. <laughs> oh. Shout out to
1: Chase Brooks. Yeah. Now um, was this, was this the arrest? Uh, this was the one around the spring game, right?
2: Yes. This was the very first one bef- like while he was an early enrollee, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, so this wasn't the one that got him kicked out of right. school, but it was the prior that was the first
2: Exactly. Case. So we can't blame Chase for getting kicked out, but he does get the privilege of getting getting there first to it. So, yeah, good on yeah. Chase.
0: See when you when you were starting to name yourself Anecdote Guy, I was thinking that you were going to name yourself this podcast, The Official Chris Robinson Body Double.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Damn God. it.
2: laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah, in the on social media how my friends like to post the douchiest picture of chris robison and akin it to me
1: yeah no i literally yeah no i've had people like i was i can't remember who it was like i had this picture it was my background on my ipad for a long time for whatever reason because i'm weird (laughs) but uh one of my friends saw it and She's like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's Chris Robinson, the quarterback that got kicked out of school. And she's like, oh, I just, I always assumed that was just Sam Davis. <laughs> and so.
2: Everyone's known about our love for years, but that was where they yeah. finally found out that we were iPad background level. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, okay. man.
0: So, yeah. So, I mean, both of these guys are capable quarterbacks, both of these guys are guys with questionable pasts.
1: Um, but yeah, we'll just no, to, for sure.
0: We'll have to see.
1: Yeah. And like the way I look at it is, you know, Sam obviously talked about, I think there would be a little bit of extra motivation from the defense because Chris Robinson, it's not like he's just transferred and like he's an ex teammate. Like he's actually kind of said some things that you could use as motivation. Like he hasn't been completely quiet since he's been down there. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that that would be a, a a bonus for us, but additionally, like, put yourself in Chris Robinson's shoes. Like, how I, I just don't know how you would be able to come to OU and play well. Like, this is your first college football game. First of all, he's never played college football before, and he's going to have to come back to the school that he was supposed to play at, but got kicked out of in his first game. Play in front of eighty-five thousand people. Like, yeah, I don't know, I. I wouldn't be able to play well in that situation. I don't feel like so. um,
0: Do you think I just um, do you think that the um, audience in the stadium is going to be plugged in enough to, like, understand who he is? Like, do you think he's going to get any heat from them?
1: No, I don't think people will be like super mean about it. Like, I mean, I think people will kind of know who he is, but Mm. they're just not really going to care. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Most people, obviously people barely don't know who or, like the recruiting.
3: backup guys on, on that are still playing for OU. I, don't, yeah, I right. don't see them knowing who Chris <laughs> Roberson is or Robison or however you say it.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm sure. I've I I I said will it hear.
2: both time, both ways this podcast. Yeah, so. It's like oh, yeah. it's like yeah. Andre Robertson. It.
1: There's I, not a... Anytime there's a player like this now, I always use the Rob because of Andre Robertson. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like I yeah. see OU as a, a commit named Corey Robertson Corey Roberson. And I always at first call him Corey Robertson because of Andre yeah. Roberson, But
3: mm-hmm. I, I, I've known about Chris Roberson, or uh, I guess I always <laughs> default to Roberson. But uh, I've known about him since he was like 15 and I still can't figure out how to say his name. So it's just one of those funny no. things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say maybe Chris Roberson or Roberson will be able to put all of that to the side because he is an extremely talented quarterback. Like he's a guy I was quite a bit higher on him coming out of high school than i was austin kendall like i think he's a guy that would have been squarely in the quarterback race this year if he hadn't gotten kicked out of school like mm-hmm. i i really have no doubt about it um but i
3: think that's again, a good possibility but at the same time what i'm what i've seen is that most people expect deandre johnson to start so i'm yeah, not sure yeah. how much of it really i how mean much DeAndre it johnson
1: is more
0: experienced you know he hasn't yeah. played at this level, necessarily. I actually don't know if he got any snaps at FSU or not. Uh, but, I mean, he played at the Juco level, which is more than Chris Robinson could
1: say. He he tore it up at East Mississippi. Like, I mean, that season <laughs> of... That was a good season of Last Chance U, y'all. Um, and I, I, I went back and rewatched it recently, and I was like, man, he's, he's really good. So, I think he definitely presents more of a, a dual-threat problem. Like, Chris Robinson can move a little bit, but DeAndre Johnson is a legit dual threat guy like he's a legitimate athlete that could break a 40 yard run you know and we we kind of know how our defense has, has handled situations like this before so um deandre johnson definitely a threat if he is to start this weekend
0: yeah okay so defense defense yeah
1: there's two sides of the ball
0: there are two sides to the ball
1: well, three, if you want. Never mind. Go ahead.
0: So. <laughs> um, you're looking at a uh, a defense for sure. I don't know. There's not a ton to say about it. They were relatively. Well, Lincoln in. did
3: say in his press conference today that they had the best middle linebacker OU has played since Roquan Smith, which is obvious because they haven't played anybody <laughs> since Roquan Smith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but. He's either talking about Aziz Al or Rashad Smith.
3: It's the first one. Aziz
1: yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yep. Yep. And he also talked. said they had a good safety, but he didn't even use the name. I don't know. I think they had a decent defense last year, but they were definitely, they were kind of like OU in that they just, they were a really good offense that was just good enough on defense um, yep. to beat, you know, Akron and the teams they were playing in the. After they got past Wisconsin, you know, the
1: elite teams on their schedule. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, they finished 52nd in defense last year. They go with their number six offense.
0: Yeah. Um, They were, and they weren't particularly aggressive. They had a real, they were really low in stuff rate, really low in havoc rate. Um, So just, um, just a sort of a bend, don't break thing. Um, I don't know how well it's going to go for them.
1: Probably. Right. Yeah, because you would think a team with a low stuff rate is going to struggle with an offense like ours as yeah. much as we're going to lean on the run game. They do have a
3: new defensive coordinator, though, and I, I believe he's somebody that is a little bit more aggressive. So I wouldn't be surprised if they if we see them a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, um,
0: you're talking about in um, this game. I don't know his first name, but it's um, Pecoraro from. He was at Southern Miss last year.
3: Yeah, that sounds correct.
0: Um. Okay. So maybe their defense will be a little different. It's hard to say, you know. Um, this is the frustrating thing with the first preview is that there's just no data. Like, yeah. this team is different than it was last year, and last year it was really good, but it also might have been way better than it had any right to be. So, you know, we'll see. Right.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, absolutely. it's it's always hard going season to season. Um, I mean, the big thing to 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 just think about with this game is that it's, it's not what we wanted it to be when we scheduled them. You know, yeah. this is this is a real game. We're going to have to show up and play well to win the game. Like, there is a scenario that OU walks off the field with a loss this weekend. Like, that's yeah. in the cards. If we play like crap.
0: Yes, I don't think it's likely, right. but it's not impossible.
1: Yeah,
3: There but has to be some, like, crazy, wacky stuff like the Houston 2016 game where, like, everything possibly could go right and Houston went right.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. But still... It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And they and also... I, I think, I,
2: go ahead. I was, gonna say, uh, I was just going to say... Oh, sorry. You go You go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> this is the best part about having four people on a
0: podcast. It's a Canadian
3: standoff right now. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: so, uh, what I was going to say is that the other thing about Florida Atlantic and the difference between them and Houston is that they don't have
1: an E player of the caliber of Ed Oliver. Like, that's the biggest thing to me. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The best linebacker is Roquan Smith, you know? <laughs> I, don't know. I like the sound of that. Kevin
0: play, Sony yeah. Michelle too. For the record, I'd like yeah. to give props to Lincoln because this is obviously um, this is in ref- that comment was in reference to a thing Lane Kiffin had said about OU's offense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that, something to a similar effect, like this is the best offense we played since. So, da, da, da.
1: Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, Lane Kiffin has been like unusually complimentary of us. Like. Oh yeah. I think he has is, been. He said they're the team you don't want to play. <laughs> like Oklahoma is the team that you don't. And I think he said that we would. We're the kind of team that would beat Alabama. You know, like yeah.
3: He he's compared us to that kind of stuff. Alabama.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I don't. I don't appreciate that. I'd rather him say something disparaging. But unfortunately, he's talking us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the, the the thing to remember about Lane Kiffin is that he kind of hates Nick Saban now, and
1: um. Yeah. It will take he's got, any got a great Twitter to... game
0: trash him oh, yeah. um in beautiful um sarcastic fashion on twitter yeah
1: yeah no like i want lane kiffin to be the head coach at auburn so badly Yeah. like oh that would be what just the most perfect coaching scenario that i could come up with we yeah. came up with that was like our dream coaching carousel pick <laughs> last year mm-hmm. and it's gonna be that way until it happens
0: so. yeah there's nothing i want more um <laughs> Because at that point, the rat poison thing, like you're looking at a yeah. real, you're looking at a real like Harvey Updike number two situation, potentially. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So all right. So let's kind of go. Let's look at this from the OU perspective. Um. Let's kind of talk about what. How do we expect OU to kind of come out in this game? You know, we've kind of we talked about OU's like players. But what is you know, what are what is our scheme gonna look like, do we think, offensively? We'll start with that offensively, because yeah. I think defensively it's a little more unknown. Yeah.
0: By which you mean multiple and positionless. It
1: it is multiple. It's We're playing fluid. positionless defense this year. So okay.
0: okay. Nathan, there was one thing in particular you wanted to talk about when it came to this side of the ball. So have at it.
3: Well, we have a brand new starting H back for the University of Oklahoma, and that is one Carson Meyer.
0: Yeah.
3: So I Carson just want to give Meyer. give Carson his own little applause here in my apartment. <laughs> Union boy stepping up. Yep. But answer I, the I answer to the question say... is I expect to see Carson Meyer depleting multiple Florida Atlantic players on the way to a uh, mini Rodney Anderson a touchdown. Good.
1: I will say it's about time one of our union guys actually panned out and wasn't a bust. So good, good for Carson. I
2: don't know what you're talking about. I saw that video of Jeff Mead catching footballs one handed, yeah. fifty yards down the field, and how many guys used you using
3: he catch balls one handed like that? Yeah, Didn't think-
1: I, <laughs> yeah. And it how? I, what did he wind up with? Like eleven career catches and games, like. <laughs> Uh, that's 11 more Jeff. than you have, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you're, yeah. you're not wrong. Well, hang you're on. How wrong. many how
0: many Jinx players have 11 career catches in games?
2: Stephen Parker Her. might have had 11 career Jordan, catches. Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> no, he Stephen Parker had 11, Parker had 11
1: drop career catches. drops. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Jordan Smallwood from Jinx. I don't know how many Jordan catches Smallwood he had, a, with,
0: had a rushing touchdown before he had a receiving touchdown.
1: Hey, a touchdowns and touchdowns. Alex Ross, so possibly. I'm from <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's not even close. Like, Jinx has had way more effective players for you than, than Union. I don't know why we got to go there. That's probably true. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Um,
3: Dominique, Dominique Franks is probably the only one that was actually. In Dominique Franks, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, before before Carson Meyer here. Um, so just. That's I think ideally, you know, it's so hard to project what we're going to do because we just don't know what, how the quarterback's going to play. Like, if Kyler Murray plays the way we think he can play, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a kind of a better idea of what the offense is going to look like. It's going to be run heavy. Kyler Murray is going to have opportunities to make plays with his legs. I don't expect, uh, like, an inordinate amount of, like, quarterback run game from, like, a call standpoint, but I think Kyler Murray's shown that he's not afraid to tuck it whenever he needs to, and that's probably going to be pretty fun to watch, you know? Like, yeah. I'm I'm really excited for all the, like, third and sevens that, like, the middle of the field just kind of opens up and Kyler's just going to go right up the middle for, like, nine yards easily, you know? Yeah. Um, is, is I'm really excited for those call, kind of plays.
2: Is the opening play call going to be the same as West Virginia 2017?
1: I kind of expect it. I, either that's what that, I'm thinking. Either that, or I think it's gonna be like a play-action pass. Like, yeah, we're like gonna drop a, a bomb Brown.
2: to Marquise Brown.
1: That, yeah. or like I could see him calling one and like just throwing it over the middle to like Carson Meyer, just to be like, hey,
2: he, rip- <laughs> I'd he probably replaced- fall over.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm high on Carson. My- I like Carson Meyer. I think he's gonna show a lot of people yeah. that he can catch the ball this year. But um, I hope you I could-
3: Jeff Mead's total passes pass caught. Ooh, that would <laughs> no, be awesome. That'd yeah, that would be an amazing
0: stat to awesome. track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to right. pay attention to that. All right. So, Carson Meyer. Um, I will say the thing about what this offense is going to look like, I've been kind of having a sense of dread um, at the idea that what we'll end up looking like is, like, kind of a mid, like, Auburn in 2016 is my fear. Is It's like we're going to look like what those – like auburn offenses of late where it's like well this doesn't really work anymore Uh, apart from like last year where it did but like that is my fear is that we're going to be like a team where it's like well we've got an athletic quarterback and a good running back and like that's
3: good kyler kyler murray's way better than sean white though
0: this is fair this is totally fair but like this is i I don't even have to
3: see him play to know that (laughs)
0: <laughs> what I'm saying is that like this is my this is my dread is like that is our that is like the floor of this team is like a middling like SEC Smash Mouth yeah. spread team from the past like five years.
1: Yeah. Well, but like, I mean conversely the ceiling would be Auburn's offense at its best, right?
0: Yeah. The ceiling is like Auburn
1: twenty thirteen, but but with a better passing quarterback. Yeah.
3: See I, the thing about the team is even if Kyler's not an amazing passer, which I don't even expect him to be an amazing passer, I just think he'll be a good enough passer. Mm-hmm. I I think the the we have t- the team is set up in a way that there's enough around him to not have to focus solely on him. He doesn't have to win games by himself.
1: Yeah,
3: he has a re- he has an elite running back, a really good running back, two great you know elite wide receivers. Grant Calcaterra was fantastic at the opening. And a really good offensive line. So all that combined, I think he just has to be able to distribute the ball and not, you know, throw picks routinely. Right. And yeah. the offense can kind of build around him and allow him to get comfortable as the season progresses. I don't think he needs to go out and light up FAU for four hundred yards, I think he can go out there and throw for two hundred and let you know, be a kind of a run first team and let uh, Rodney Anderson and Trey Sermon and you know, even possibly Sutton and the guys down the line kind of take over the game and kind of wear down and have the offensive line lean on FAU and kind of uh, impose their will that way. So yeah. I, I, that's kind of how I expect the game to go. I I think from a, how does the offense approach the game, it's going to be a more of a run, run heavy, especially early in the season as Kyler Murray kind of gets established.
1: Yeah. I think that last year, the Iowa State game um, – we were in a position early in the year where we lost a couple of our best skill players, and we weren't able to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue at any point this year. Like, it would take epic injuries for us to have like for us to just not know who's going to make the plays. You know, yeah. like I mean, Baker Mayfield beat Ohio State last year with a bunch of freshmen and Dimitri Flowers leading the team in receiving. That's not going to be Kyler Murray at any point during this year. Mm. We've got CeeDee Lamb, I think, is probably going to be one of the best receivers in the country this year. Yes. Hollywood Brown, it took him a while to establish himself, but he was unbelievable at the end of last season. We still have him. Guys like Charleston Rambo, A.D. Miller, those are talented players behind these guys. So even if – we're just not going to be in a situation at any point where – like, what are who's going to make the play? Like, I sat there against Iowa State last year. I was like, I mean, I think we're going to win, but I don't know how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not going to – Kyler is not going to have a situation like that at any point during yeah, this year. Yeah,
0: of course, because at the end of the day, he's always going to have Drake Stoops. <laughs> that's
1: right. He won't have Isaac,
2: though.
1: He won't have Isaac. No Isaac. Isaac, <laughs> Isaac came to play school. Career. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he good – Shouts to Isaac Stoops. I mean – you know, he was always not quite as good as his brother, and I've always said if I was like, if I had a twin brother and I wasn't as good at him, as good as him at something, I would just quit because I would not be able to accept <laughs> yeah. that my brother was better than me at the same thing. You know what I mean? I would just stop trying if it was like if he was so much better, I was never going to be able to catch him. You know. But
2: we are we already know that Isaac Stoops is going to be out on the intramural fields dominating with Lambda Chi Alpha, so. He still has That's a bright four years out of him. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I was gonna make a joke to about me twin brothers
0: and the Morris twins, but then I couldn't decide which one um, fits where in this analogy. I guess Marquise is worse than Marcus.
3: Yeah. Uh, to me, Isaac. This is punishment for Isaac playing, trying to play cornerback at one point. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, he tried yeah. to be his dad, just like his dad. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk defense because this is this uh, is certainly we have, we have to talk about defense uh. um, okay no real quick sorry two more things on offense they're very they're very short two things that I'm really interested in that we will find out on literally the first play that we have an offensive possession mm-hmm. which side is Cody Ford and Bobby Evans gonna be lined up on mm-hmm. I kind of have I kind of expect Bobby to be lining lined up on the left that, for whatever yeah. reason agreed um, I think I think I would prefer it the other way around, but I trust Bill Biedenbeau. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who is the starting center? Um, that's been right, – Lincoln Riley has been talking about that's the closest battle we have. Absolutely. Okay, like They have not been able to get any separation there. Um, I kind of lean towards them going with Jonathan Alvarez because – it seems like in college football, a lot of times whenever there's a senior that has done everything a coach has asked him to do, they wind up giving them the shot. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that yeah. he redshirted last year when he didn't have to, like, because for this situation. And it seems like if it's, if it's tied, they're going to go with the guy that's made the calls from the center position before, and they're going to go with the guy that redshirt, redshirted for them. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah.
3: So I think if they were playing FAMU and not FAU, there's a. I kind of lean toward Creed. Yeah. But because they have to, they're playing a legitimately good team right off the bat. I think they there's a fairly solid chance that they'll lean toward experience. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if, if if everything's coming up pretty close to equal.
1: Right. Right, so that's it. That's all we have for offense. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting game from that standpoint. Defense is really where we have to go next. Um, I think a couple storylines from today's uh, press conference. One of the the headliners was talking about the will linebacker position, um, and it seems like there's still a battle going on with Curtis Bolton and Caleb Kelly, um, no bias. which is I to me. I think, I don't really think it matters what, ha- I think they're going to start Caleb Kelly. Yeah. Just because even if Curtis Bolton looks better in practice, like, I think there's there's an upside that Caleb Kelly has at that spot that they're just not going to be able to deny. Like, mm-hmm. they are not going to be able to go, yeah, we're going to go with Curtis Bolton because we know what we're going to get. Like, you have a few games, I mean, we're talking about Ford Atlantic being really good, but they're not Ohio State. You know what I mean? Like, you have some games that, you can afford to go with a guy like Caleb Kelly who has plenty of experience on the field. It's not like you're going with a true freshman here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go with Caleb. we are also Kelly. not Ohio
3: State because they have a man of character as their head coach. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely, I love that Lane Kiffin is the man of character in this scenario, but yeah. Um, yeah so go with Caleb Kelly because of the upside, but I do think it is notable and it kind of maybe speaks to the fact that his transition to that spot hasn't been as seamless as we had hoped. Like I think the coaches kind of looked at that as something that that was going to be a slim dunk. Like he was going to go there and he was just going to take off and it doesn't seem like that's really been the case so far, but I think they're going to give it a chance on the field to play out. And if it doesn't work, then they'll go with Curtis Bolton. But I don't think there's a scenario in which they would – just, now we're going to start with Curtis Bolton. I don't think that would happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, I think that's, I I agree with that. I don't, I also just don't trust anything Mike says. Um, right. Because I've shown no reason <laughs> just to.
3: Just on principle. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've <laughs> yeah. never seen any occasion to believe him when he says something. Um, yeah, I think it's more likely that Kelly's like there. Maybe
1: we'll see Curtis Bolton a lot. You know. That would be nice. Yeah, I think, think you'll play. probably see him yeah. in some packages. Yeah. I think they're downs they've they liked him as like a pass rush specialist last year. Mm-hmm. So even though he fell down when he was trying to sack JT Barrett, but whatever. Yeah. We talked <laughs> about that a couple of pods ago. Um yeah. I think the next the next thing with the secondary is – or not, of course there we go. I think the next thing is the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um how who's gonna be on the field. I think we know Parnell is gonna start at corner. Trey Norwood's probably starting at the other corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Co- uh, Lincoln Riley said B- Buki's going to be our starting nickel, and mm-hmm. he also can play some safety. I kind of took that as, I think Buki's going to be the safety if we're in a. I think if there are like four base linebackers defense. on
0: the field, then yeah. I think if there are four linebackers on the field, then Buki is playing safety.
1: Yeah, and maybe not for the first game, but I... Maybe they don't start that way, but I think eventually that will be the case at the very least because Mm -hmm. I I just don't think you're going to go into like Kansas State and like just you're going to want to have Buki on the field. You know what I mean? Uh, So I think that if that's not the case on Saturday, it will be at some point soon. Um, I think that's what they want to do uh, because he's just he seems like it seems like they think he's too good to take off the field. Mm -hmm. Um, Other. Spots at the free safety, Robert Barnes and Justin Broyles. That's another one of those competitions that has just been, you know, talked about a ton. You know, probably, you know, it's definitely in the top three competitions and that was was in camp. So, I'm I honestly have no idea who's going to be out there um, between Robert Barnes and Justin Broyles. It, Justin Broyles it sounded like roasted by Drake Troops. <laughs> well, yeah. It
3: sounded like Royals is a little nicked up the last few, maybe the last week or so. Um, I think they're, but they're also saying it. Their battle's not over, so I think they're kind of letting him go maybe till Wednesday, Thursday, and then they'll release something. So he probably still has a chance to make it. You know, to come back and reclaim the starting position because he was the guy the first couple of weeks that was making maybe the most noise out of the entire camp. So uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if he is starting but it also seems like Barnes has had a pretty good camp as well and he's remained healthy so either way I could see both ways I think throughout the season though I I think by the season's end I kind of have a feeling that Broyles will be starting but you never know
1: yeah no I I tend to agree with that I think at the very least like Broyles will find a way to get on the field um I think you know maybe cuz they're going to go Mike Stoops is going to throw out formations with six defensive backs we know this oh, yeah, and i think sure. at the I very could definitely see be
3: him being the dime back or something
1: yeah he's going to be that other guy with Buki the, that guards slot receivers um okay last thing defensively we talked about the run game it's going to be a really big game for the guys up front to see what they do um how how much of they like that's been the talk of camp and just all spring like it's been – we love the way our defensive group has – our defensive line group has matured, you know. And I really like the way Lincoln Riley talked about it today. Uh, he kind of – he talked about our offensive line group as kind of the mentality and the kind of culture that we need on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And he says that they've made a ton of strides in getting to that point, um, whereas just – they're just they're – more, they're more accountable. They have more leadership on that entire unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I like the way that sounds. Obviously, we haven't had great defensive line play in a long time, um, so it's kind of going to be. Uh, I need to see it before I actually believe that it's going to happen. So, um, but I, I like gonna the players.
3: Happen, Gallimore has to take that next step if that's going to happen. Yeah, so Absolutely. that's the number one thing I think. Outside of maybe just who get who gets pass rush, consistently, mm-hmm. it's can Gallimore moving to nose make any discernible difference? Can he use the athleticism that was obvious when he's coming out of of Canada in high school? Yeah. Is there anything that materializes there? Because, I mean, it's put up or shut up time. He's got to start showing it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, this is his fourth year in the system. We haven't had a difference maker at that no spot since Jordan Phillips. And that last time we had one, we had a top 10 rush defense in 2014. Like... There's kind of, you know, that's what we need. We need that top caliber nose guard. Calvin Thibodeau thinks the world of Neville Gallimore's potential. That's what hey. Neville Gallimore's always been. He's been potential since he's gotten here. Mm-hmm. And he, he hasn't really showed it. He said he really could be a Harris-Gero McCoy level. And that's, I mean. That's, that's absurd, broad. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's astonishingly high praise. Like, Yeah, and, like, you look at, like, what the guy is able to do, like, when he's not in pads like he runs like a freaking running back you know like he has all of the athletic ability that you need to be a, a superstar defensive tackle he's just got to do it yeah you know he has to do it him Amani Bledsoe it's time to see more from him Kenneth Mann has been one of the guys that's been the most praised in camp like they say he's really taken a leadership role Ruffin McNeil had some really nice words about him as ruffin does um so i don't know i'm i'm excited you know and we'll know from just you know from the first game whether or not they've taken a step you know what i mean because yeah. if if they get lit up by Ford atlantic i mean you know that's yeah. kind of the caliber of offenses we're probably going to be facing for most of the season so you know there's there's definitely the is a good litmus test for sure yeah like be very concerned if Singletary goes for like one hundred and fifty or two hundred or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we can hold him under a hundred yards, like I think that that would say something for this defense.
0: It absolutely would. Um, where, okay. What else do we have? Anything
1: at all? So we got a couple of things left. I want to go. I want to get score predictions for this game. I hate doing score predictions, but we have to. Mm-hmm. We're podcasts. We have to do score predictions for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to start with Sam. What's your score prediction, Sam?
2: Um, I think my score prediction, I was going to give a prediction, but then it was literally right on what the spread is. So I feel like I can't push. So I'm going to go 52, 34, Oklahoma. Okay.
1: Ryan.
0: Um, I'm going to say 38 to 10.
1: Wow. So you're expecting a good defensive performance. I like it. Wait.
0: No, never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never we'll mind. Sixty
0: eight to
1: <laughs> <laughs> sixty to fifty.
0: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty eight to um, seventeen or twenty. Seventeen.
1: Thirty eight to seventeen. Okay. Nathan?
3: I actually heard that one. Uh 45, 28,
1: OU. Okay. All right, and I'm gonna go forty-four to thirty-one. Ooh. Yeah, so a little closer than I would like it to be, but I don't think it's gonna be one of those where we're super nervous in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay. Now, last thing we got to do, I'm just gonna spring this on all of you. I need, we need playoff picks. Oof. Okay. I don't care how how much thought you put into this or not. I don't care. We need them right now. Starting with Nathan.
3: Okay. I've put zero thought into this, so I'm going zero off the cuff right now. This is
1: the best. This is the best way to do it.
3: I'm going Alabama, because obviously. I'm going Clemson, because I think they have, if not the best defense, the best defensive line, and I don't see anyone in the ACC that can compete with them. I'm going Ohio State because good things happen to bad people, and I love I'm it. going. Oh, screw it. I'm going OU.
1: Boom! All right, so third time in the playoff era. Okay, Ryan.
0: Okay, um, I am going to say Alabama. I am. <laughs> I don't just want to say the same one, but um.
2: That's that's what I'm doing now. I'm trying to be different from Nathan, but I like his first three.
0: <laughs> I think, um, you know what? Screw it. Alabama, Georgia. Um, Ohio State
1: oh, and Clemson okay, Sam? Well, great, now
2: I can't do that, huh? <laughs> okay, well, obviously gotta go with Alabama. I think Georgia will be back there. no, no, I don't want both I don't want to say Alabama Clemson and Georgia. So I'm gonna put Clemson in there because their D line is just absolutely ridiculous. So I'm gonna go Alabama, Clemson. You know what? Fuck it. I'm put. Can I say that on here? I said it. Just do. Um. <laughs> Georgia and surprise out of the Big Ten. I'm going Michigan.
0: See, I wanted to do that, okay. but then I thought about it and decided that it wasn't gonna
2: happen. I don't think it is, but you took Ohio State. So wait, 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 wait. Let me take that Michigan back. I gotta go okay. with Penn State because I'm predicting a big year out of Trace McSorley.
1: Okay.
2: The Wizard,
1: <laughs> I believe, isn't that his nickname? The Wizard. You're pre- predicting a big year out of Lee Corso's Heisman pick. I like it. Oh man, that's Lee Corso's <laughs> Heisman pick. Yep.
2: Goodness. Yep. Well, yep. I, that's ten bucks I can't get back from Bavada, huh? Uh
1: huh. Yep. Okay, well, gotta uh, stick
2: with it. Penn State,
1: gotta stick with it. All right, so obviously Alabama and Clemson because they're just gonna make it. They're mm-hmm. by far the best team. Like they're just the most talented teams. I've got Michigan. I think Michigan's defense is gonna be really good. I actually Man. think Shea Patterson's good. I was
0: gonna say y'all um, are real in on Shea Patterson.
1: I think Shea Patterson's good. I think Jim Harbaugh's. Little really line good. though that mm, I don't like. It. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. Um, he's getting oh. some heat in up there, but I actually think he's a really good coach. Um, I might be slanted because I wound up watching that Michigan documentary. I was about that, to
0: ask if this was infecting your judgment.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It probably one hundred percent is because I'm a sucker for any kind of like college football documentary. But yeah. um, I also like Rashawn Gary is also just a freak, so I really like him too. So. Um, and then my fourth pick, I've got the Washington Huskies. Oh, uh, Jake Browning finally uh, gets it, gets back there, huh? Does gets he have back a, there.
2: Is he going to be a Heisman finalist again?
1: I don't know.
2: Or is it going to be a more well-rounded
1: effort this time?
3: I don't
1: know. I I hate the pick though. I I really don't want to. If pick anyone's
3: Washington. a Heisman finalist on that offense, it's going to be Miles Gaskin. I just yeah. don't so? see it with. I just don't see it with Browning. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, I was
0: wondering I don't know. if we were going to get a Pac-12 pick out
1: of the four of us. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Washington. I think they're going to beat Auburn. I really do. I'm 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 picking them to beat Auburn this first week, and that'll set Auburn. No, no one else in the Pac-12
2: really scares you this year for them. I mean USC start. Yeah. I mean JT Daniels is going to be a god yeah. apparently, but he's still a true freshman that should still be in high school. So
3: yeah, Oregon doesn't have the depth yet. Yeah, no. they have the best quarterback. Stanford. He needs to stay yeah, healthy. Just, yeah, Stanford's okay. Bryce Love. I, I just
2: I don't like their. I I just think so. it's another nine and three year for Stanford, and Bryce yeah. Love has another good year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah that's,
1: that's the one that scares you for damn Washington. Good. If they can get past Auburn. Yep. Yeah, no, I I've gone back and forth on this one. I. I, I don't want to pick OU to make the, the playoff.
0: I don't either. Because but here's my thing it, I think we have the easiest path.
1: No, I agree. 100%. I'm the only believer,
3: apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, can, I, I, I like us better than Washington, to be honest. I mean, oh, I, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, I, it's really Washington tough.
3: is much better defense, but I, I, maybe I'm just biased because I don't think Br- Jake Brown is that good. I don't know.
1: No, I think it's 100% it's going to be. Alabama and Clemson in the national title, like a hundred percent, it's gonna happen. If that, if my, yeah. if my playoff happens, Michigan and Washington are gonna get killed in their game unless they play each other. Um, but assuming that Alabama and Clemson are one and two, they're one hundred percent, hundred percent gonna play each other in the national title game.
3: But I really I so. wish Wisconsin didn't have Alex Hornibrook as their quarterback, so I could buy into them more.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah, that's we'll why talk. I'm off of them as well. I thought about it, but I just can't buy the talent there, man. It's just not the same. Yeah. You know, like, they have you know, good those players. I don't know. They, have great, they have great linemen and stuff, but they just don't have, yeah. like, the skill position That's talent, the, yeah, you know? That, I know what you
3: mean. I feel like just, by the they end
1: just of last year,
0: it. I was the biggest Wisconsin hater in the universe. Like, <laughs> w- w- the Big Ten championship game was just so miserable. It yeah, just no, really. sucked. Both of those teams, neither of them played well.
1: Um, no
3: To be yeah. fair how I was... about Miami. Malik Rozier Yeah ugh. Yeah yes. Yeah um, And
1: real,
3: then they got to think... play each other in the Orange Bowl <laughs> Yeah <laughs> so,
1: no. Anyone think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to win that job in uh, Clemson this year? They
0: named Kelly Bryant the starter
1: Well, do you... I understand this <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that maybe you hadn't heard Boom Okay no, yeah.
2: I think I think Clemson keeps winning, and as long as they keep winning, they leave Kelly Bryant. In. Yeah.
1: Okay. They don't
3: need to score more than, like, three touchdowns a game. Right. Yeah. I
1: don't yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking, it. like, against – when you play Alabama, you have to be able to throw the ball really effectively. And if Kelly Bryant can't do that, like, Ooh. I think you you got to go with somebody else. I'm smelling because, a reverse yeah, think,
2: Tua. Is Dabo going to think of the long game? He's not going to wait till the playoff to – I don't know. No, I'm Put in in the Alabama's got to get to it. Be, it's what's going to
3: happen. That would, would be amazing. i be surprised if halfway through the season, Kelly Bryant picked up a mysterious injury. <laughs> All of a sudden, right. they have to start.
2: Clemson's Clemson 7-0 and makes a quarterback switch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It could happen. Like, that, dude, that dude's That dude got talent, man. He is. He's He's got great hair, too. He does have yeah. great hair.
0: He's kind of got a weird face.
1: He does. He does. Um. <laughs> uh, Narrow and face no, for quarterback. I, I don't think any of us think Jake Fromm is going to give up that job to uh, guy that I'm forgetting. Justin, Justin Fields, Fields. Justin Fields.
3: Fields. No, I think he's James also like, ludicrously talented. Yeah, um, I, I, do, we, do, I we love think
2: do we think they're going to use him in some sort of like Kyler Murray way, like last year, just try and find a way to get him on the field, or do we think that Justin Fields will just be a full-on redshirt this
3: year?
1: I think. I think I he mean, plays. I think, I think he plays because I don't think there's really. He's talented enough that you you really wouldn't plan on him being here longer than right. three or four years, yeah. anyways. So, yeah. I think Curry um, Smart. I yeah. could. S-
0: I think that sounds like something he would be into.
1: Mm. Yeah. Do we yeah. do we think
2: Jake s- From limps off the field every time Justin Fields comes on? Does he fake an injury? I hope so. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was, was, Baker that was That was brilliant. That
1: was, <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Alright, anybody have anything else that we need to discuss?
2: Um, does anyone want to make a prediction of what group of five teams gonna be in the New Year's Six Bowl?
1: Uh year six. UCF, it's not gonna be UCF, Boise it's not gonna be UCF.
2: Florida Atlantic. It could yeah, very, very well be Florida champions. Atlantic. Yeah.
1: I kinda like Boise. I think they beat yeah. OSU. Oh, no way. Not, no no way in the world that's happened. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I didn't give that advice before we here. even preview that one. I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that that's not even going to be close. That's not even going to be a close game, right? Cornelius
3: hasn't even any of his hair left after that game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I am a little bit concerned because, like, calling him the corn dog is, like, a legit thing. Like, it's not just, no. like, a silly nickname the media came with. Like, uh, his teammates call him Corndog. No. And that's, that's a concern. <laughs> that's my only concern, with Taylor with Cornelius, is that his nickname by just people is Corndog. Yeah,
2: that's no. not
0: good. That's,
1: that's not a good one. It's a bad
0: one. Okay. Is there anything else?
1: I don't think so. I think it's a good place. This did not go as long as I thought. Like,
0: we moved fast. We did, we did good. We, we did. We moved fast. Yeah. Okay. Um, so thanks so much for listening to the Oklahoma drill. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes uh, the Google Play Store or through Podbean. Um, you can follow the podcast at Oklahoma underscore drill follow us at maxi at Alex P. birdie at not that Sam Davis that was Purdy with a p Alex P. Purdy um, at and at not that Sam Davis um, Nathan's Twitter account is private um, <laughs> don't follow me. Don't follow. Him. If you request
3: it, I probably won't approve it. to don't your try. I <laughs>
2: um,
0: This episode was brought to you. Just kidding. We don't have sponsors. You hear the audio quality? We don't have sponsors. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much. Um, we're very excited to be watching OU football on Saturday, and we hope you'll join us.